0: Hey everybody, my name is Terrell Jermaine Starr, the founder and host of Black Diplomats. And today we have a dope ass artist with us. And she is also the artist who painted this wonderful painting that y'all are always complimenting me on. Her name is Aisha Schmitz. And so she is German born. Now she is France based. And so Her artwork uh, is is very awe-inspiring. She 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 draws a lot of things, but she specifically focuses on the the Black female body and how that informs your art and how that fits into this Black Lives Matter movement. So welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm happy to be here.
0: (laughs) So I want to go into the painting that I have. And so I just want you to, everyone just name it, describe it because people are gonna be listening. They won't be able to see it. But um, we have the video here, but for people who can't see this painting, um, can you just please explain to us um, what what inspired you to draw it?
1: Um, Actually, uh, women in general. So this painting with the roses coming out of, of her, vagina. So uh, it inspired me um, because I saw a lot of documentaries about what women have to go through in their lives, starting with uh, birth and starting with also sexual um, experiences and that this, um, in a lot of cases, is very hurtful for them. So um, this was in my mind, but on the other side, this is something so sacred and something so beautiful. And I I wanted to combine these two sides uh, in the painting.
0: Okay. Very good. Very good. And so we're going to talk about your other work in a moment, but I want to talk more about you uh, because I think it's good to understand you because it informs so much of your work. So you were uh born in germany and so just tell us about your upbringing and where in germany did you grow up and what's it like being black there
1: okay so um i'm mixed my father was german so uh, I'm, I'm born in germany in the west of germany in a very small village with At this time, I think less than thousand people in the village. So very small. My mother is from Benin in West Africa and uh, black and uh, we were at that time the only black people there. I think even the only not Germans, so not other um, foreigners were there. So it was a typical German village and um, Honestly, when I was little, I didn't even realize that I was black. Of course, I saw the color, but it was not, it was just for me like, oh, there are people with blonde hair and there are people with black hair. So it was not a big, big deal for me. And we were very uh, integrated in this village. So there was no uh, racism against us so it was it was nice at the time, and I was not um realizing any of the struggles uh other black people have
0: at what age did you realize that you were in fact black
1: um I think it was when um me and my mother um uh, moved to another city um when my my parents um, divorced, we moved to another city, a bigger city where there were a lot of different cultures. And the first uh, racist experience I had with um, Turkish people, actually, towards me. So there were Turkish uh, children and they were, making, they were making fun of me because of my knees. They were black and then my hair was curly and... Um, yeah, frizzy and uh that was the first time uh, I experienced
0: that. What did they say? What were what, what, what were the words exactly?
1: Um in this first experience there weren't a lot of words. They were um they just did signs because they were a bit far away from me. So I had my hair like this and in front it was um all frizzy, so they just rubbed their hair and were like, "Oh, what is her hair so frizzy, and why doesn't she have like normal hair?" But there were no insults because they were kids.
0: Yeah, you just knew you were. They they recognized that you were different. How old were you?
1: I, I was, I think six six years old. Yeah, six or seven, and. Yeah, I told my mother because I didn't, I, I, I didn't understand. And then she said, yeah, you have to get used to it because you're black.
0: <laughs> Just straightforward, huh? Yes,
1: because I, I really didn't understand this. I was really upset with this and i was like how how can you say something like that just because i'm black and if you compare um turkish people with me as, as a lighter skin um there is no big difference in the skin color so i i really didn't understand that
0: you've been painting and doing work during these national uprisings and so How have the police killings here in the United States impacted you personally where you are in France?
1: Because I have a lot of people I follow that are in the States and I would say that I'm informed about the things that are happening there because I'm interested in it. Um, It was very overwhelming for me Um, because I was lucky that i didn't experience this kind of racism on a daily basis um but still i'm 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 feeling for the people that exper- experience this and i was just overwhelmed and yeah just just here i can't do anything and yeah the outlet was just creating art
0: so the outlet was creating um art and has this always been your outlet?
1: No, and this was my mistake. Because a long time when I did, when I went to school, uh, when I finished school and uh, started university, all this time I, I wasn't painting, I wasn't drawing, I wasn't creating anything um, like that. And um, I just didn't think about it. and. The more the um, time uh, came, the more I felt not good. And then I was at a very dark place in my life. And I was just thinking, oh, you, you like to paint, let's start just painting again. And yeah, I started with little um, sketches in my sketchbook. And yeah, it, I, I felt that it was helping me a lot. And then I restarted doing it.
0: Okay. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I'm
1: 29. I'm turning 30 in September.
0: Okay. Very good. So a lot of Black people in America now, we are revisiting this conversation of it has to be a place in the the world that's better than America where we're being butchered and killed by police. And... A lot of people think about James Baldwin who moved to Paris and other black people who moved to Europe for a better life. And none of us are naive to believe that we can escape racism per se, but we feel like as black Americans, we would be better off over there. And these conversations are always going around. How do you feel when you hear black people look at places like France or uh, other other european countries as an escape from the american racism that we're experiencing
1: i don't think that you will find a safe place in countries that are um, controlled by white people honestly so yeah in in europe the racism is maybe not the same way as in the United States, but there is racism and it's getting um, out of hand here too. And I don't think that um, this is useful that black people try to escape uh, into going to other countries like Europe, for example. I think that the perfect scenario is going back to the motherland, going back to our continent and trying to build this up in a safe place for us.
0: I see your painting in the back, your two paintings, right? And I want, I want to talk about those because you talk about how the Black Lives Matter movement just race in general informs your painting. And so the one to your right where the one with the yes the one with the woman yes the one with the uh the woman who's naked and there and she's in bars and then she's actually on her right um uh, arm is on a lollipop and so can you just explain to us uh what's going on with this this painting
1: yes i can so this painting describes how i feel and felt, especially in Germany, as a black woman. Um, I always felt that, um, like you see here, she is in a prison, but she is posing. And the, the landscape around her is bright and seems happy and everything is like this clean and perfect, but it is a prison. And uh, that's how I felt oftentimes, that um, white people are treating you um, like some kind of circus animal. (laughs) So they, they like to look at you um, they want you to be exotic, they want you to do stuff that is exotic, and they also want you to accept this, that it is okay. Yes, I have the right to look at you and to treat you like that because you're exotic. And this, is, this was my life uh, in, in, in Germany.
0: <laughs> when did you paint this?
1: I paint this I painted this in January this year right.
0: and how long have you been living in France
1: for 8 months now so not that long
0: how long did it take you to like did you feel like this painting was always in you that you would draw generally like did you think I'm going to paint this 3 years ago but then finally got to it in January what was the process of of, 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 of creating this painting
1: I did the sketch like one and a half years ago because I felt bad and I had an experience. I don't know, the I don't remember the experience now, but it was something like that. And I just started uh, with my pencil, started uh, doing something. And actually I saw, because in my older apartment, I had um, a, vinyl, a vinyl cover. Of Grace Jones, Um, I don't know the 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 name of the album, but she's there. She she was in a similar pose as her, and I was always admiring how beautiful this looks with the dark skin. So this inspired me too, and yeah, I wanted to create something dark and light on the same uh, at the same time.
0: Cool. So tell us someone about the one on your left. So this woman looks like, like from what I can tell, she is in a, to me, like some type of a yoga pose. Yeah, she has a chain on her left ankle.
1: This is um like, these two are the same series. So this is Rayon Guide Jour, Day, and this is Rayon um Nuit, Night. So um this is kind of the same story, but especially when I was still living in Germany, I was in the city and I just felt like a prisoner there. And um, yeah, this is, this is a sign. I, was, I, was, I couldn't move at this time. I had to stay there and um, I wanted to go. <laughs> so that's that. But finally, I, I'm gone.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and a few, yeah, yeah. And so you've been in France for eight months. Does it feel more comfortable for you?
1: Yes, totally. It's just, I love it here, and especially in my neighborhood, because I, choose, I chose a neighborhood with over 90% foreigners. So we have a lot of black people here. We have a lot of Arab people here. So when I go outside, on the outside there is no difference and I just feel home. <laughs> it's it's perfect for me.
0: Is there a conversation or were there conversations in Germany about being a black woman and surviving in, I don't know, like corporate world or the art world, for example, because here in America, you can have, you have magazine publications that are devoted solely to that. And so is there a national discourse about black womanhood in Germany?
1: No. And this is what I think is so sad. Maybe now last month it started because um, luckily I'm still in contact with um, friends uh, and black women in uh, Germany. So we have Uh, I'm going to an upcoming event for Black Women in Frankfurt on uh, August 1st. So, luckily, um, it's a topic now, but the last years when I was there, it was just very small. And um, especially Black women. It was sometimes, it was about racism, but mostly towards Muslims and um, Turkish people, because... In Germany, they, Germany, there aren't so many black people that this is a problem to talk about.
0: Got you. So more about the art world, how do you feel Germany takes care of its artists? Because here in America, it's considered one of those, oh, you are, it's just one of those thankless professions where people don't expect People, there's no expectation that you should be paid well. There's no expectation that it's a legitimate career. And I just noticed, and maybe I'm wrong, that artists in Europe are are respected by the state far better than they are here in America.
1: Um, you have certain possibilities to be supported, um, but it's hard to get them to. So, um, in general, people think that to be an artist is not a real job. It's it's the same uh, in in Germany. In France, although on the other hand, I think um, in a few cities it is way more accepted. For example, in Paris, uh, there's a big um, artist scene, and um, yeah, there is. I think
0: you can get a lot of support there. Definitely, but I'm like for you, were you able to find particularly as a black woman were you able to develop any type of relationships with other black artists in in Germany and so or were you just doing that going down that journey solo?
1: Um until now I was most of the time solo. Um, but I have to say the time when I still was in Germany, I didn't, um, commit a hundred percent to my art. So I was still a speech therapist and more concentrating on this. And, um, now since I am in, in, um, France, I committed a hundred percent. So now I'm connected to other people and, uh, mostly black people, black artists. So yeah. It's started now.
0: So, okay, so now you're you're doing this full time. You know, so who are your who, who are your biggest customers? Where where they where where do they live?
1: In the states. <laughs> they they live in the states. So most of them, I would say over, over 80%, over 90%. And this is I I, I don't know why that is. Um because you also have to see that when you are in the states, you have to pay for shipping, and this is a big big money too. but people still choose my art and pay the shipping but here in in, in Europe um, they i don't know they want to they want to um, discuss over the price and oh, this is so expensive." Expensive and whatever. So I don't
0: know why that is. <laughs> the reason why I bought why well, I like your work and I buy it and I pay the extra fee because it's in Euros and it's not, you know, it's um yeah, and it is expensive. But the reason why I do it is because in this quarantine world, I feel like I need to connect with people. And so I feel like I have some of uh, France here, and it's also a connection to the artist. So and I have work by American artists, but for me to purchase your work i feel like there's a part of the world i can't get to because i really wanted to visit paris i was supposed i'm going to ukraine and when i first purchased my ticket to ukraine the connecting stop was in paris and i had enough time to where i could spend a day in paris but because we have an incompetent asshole who's our president um and the cases for coronavirus have spiked up through the roof. Europe was like, "Y'all can keep your asses in America," and so I can't leave the I can't leave the airport, and so basically I had to get re- rerouted. But it's just difficult to be quarantined and stuck in the house. And so one of the things I started doing was collecting art. And because you know it's a lot about yourself when you're stuck in a place by yourself and you don't you can't hug anybody you can't go out and meet and it's very difficult for humans because humans are very communal we we, we have to be in relationship with each other and so I feel like my the manifestation of how I'm responding to this is having art on my walls which is something I never did before and The thing is that I love your work and everything. And it's not collecting art, really good art. It's not a cheap hobby. But it was worth it for me because it's not just about the piece itself. It's about I'm connecting to another part of the world. And I saw you on Instagram. And I think a lot of Americans... When they see you it's about the art but it's also about the person
1: yeah and i think this is so important and this um this is my goal too because i don't want to create quick paintings that you can buy for 50 bucks uh like stuff on ikea because i want uh that people see the value in this and maybe have to wait a little bit to buy this, but then you see all the time that I spend it at the high quality colors, the high quality canvases and everything comes together. And it's something special that can last for, for even for your children and your, your uh, yeah, um, grandchildren, It's it's like that. And this is important for me, so yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah but it's just interesting. I was thinking that maybe half or forty percent of your business comes from America, but you said eighty that's a very high number
1: Yes, yes that's true i'm I'm surprised by that, um, but honestly, for me, the journey just started, and i don't I didn't put a lot of effort in it to sell my paintings uh, un- uh, um, until this point. So maybe because I have more followers in, uh, in the States than Germany or France or whatever that's like that. But now I'm working on my website. I'm working on creating contacts to different galleries and stuff like that. So um, we will see in a few
0: months. Well, it just shows you the power of social media particularly instagram as a visual medium so that's how i found you because i was looking for some type of outlet and i first i don't even remember why but i chose art and i saw you and because there's so many i found you under the hashtag black female artists and i saw your work and, and it just drew me in and I'm like wow this is yeah genuinely fascinating but also I think what helps for a lot of Americans you speak English and you're always you're always communicating in English and for us that's a very critical thing because unfortunately listen Americans we need to do a better job of teaching of teaching languages in our schools and we have all the resources in the world but too many Americans don't understand another foreign language, but for this conversation is neither here nor there, but yeah, the fact that you can communicate in the English and we can come along with your story. I think that's what draws us in too.
1: Yes. And this is, this is something I, um, I think it's important too. Uh, and I was criticized about this on my private um, Instagram account, uh, years ago, even, uh, because I always talk English I posted stuff in English but most of the people didn't see that first of all my family most of my family doesn't even talk German so they, they, they speak um, French and um, other like tribe languages and they can't understand German so yeah I could post French but then the other part wouldn't understand And I have also friends all over the world, they speak English, so I have to choose. And English is just the language that almost everyone can understand, so that's why I'm speaking there.
0: You're in, at the coast, right? In the south, in the
1: south. Uh, It's in the south, it's uh, on the Mediterranean Sea. And um, it's the second, biggest city in france so we have paris and and marseille and um it's um the typical have haven city so it it always had a big haven and everywhere the cities who have a big haven there are a lot of different cultures coming together and this was always something that attracted me because I love different cultures and I don't want to be just like, um, exposed to one culture. So this was a big pro for, for Marseille. Um, but I always wanted to live in Paris though, (laughs) but I, when I was first time here, it convinced me and yeah, I have everything here, the beach, uh, uh, around Mar- Marseille, uh, great nature, and um, it's just perfect here.
0: <laughs> so, how has COVID nineteen impacted Black people there? From as far as you know, like what's the what's the experience been like for y'all?
1: Here in my um, neighborhood, it was intense because um, it is one of the Poorer neighborhoods, and I I, I had a problem because I'm an introvert. I'm always staying inside, even without quarantine. <laughs> but I saw from my balcony what was happening outside, and we had big problems with um with fights. People were outside even though it was uh, not permitted and they were fighting they were throwing stuff and hurting each other and I think this um, was because the police doesn't care about how people here are in in these neighborhoods so when I went for example uh, shopping groceries there will always be police uh, looking that you're wearing masks and so on and so on, but here there was nothing and it was sometimes getting out of control.
0: Have you experienced any racism in Marseille so far?
1: No, but there is, there is racism, that's, uh, that, that's true. And even a lot of racism towards uh, black people and Arab, uh, Arabian people uh, here because like in Germany with the Turkish people here, it's Muslim, Arabic people from Algeria and stuff. So um, French people are very, can be very racist too. And um, the, the uh, president is also on the, the right, right side. So conservative and um, yeah, it changed in the last year. So, uh,
0: Right, so <clears throat> do you plan on living in France long term and continuing your art career there?
1: Um, I actually plan on going to to Africa, <laughs> but oh. like not not now in the, uh, the near future, but um, as I already said, I think it's important that we um, as black people try to build, of what white people brought down and it is the continent um we have a lot of problems there i i have my family there a big part of my family and when i was there it it was always making me sad to see that such a rich country is so poor it's it's so sad, and even the, the people that come, like, people that are born in one country in Africa come to Europe for studying, but they almost never go back. And we need people there to build, to build it up. So I think it's important to con- at least consider to go to Africa
0: yeah I want to talk about that and so did you ever visit Benin when you were a kid?
1: Yes, the first time uh I went there i could- i can't even remember because I was one year old um and after that, I was several times there i have um I'm very close to my family there I would say, and every time I was there, I felt home i i just Got out of the plane, and I was breathing in uh, the air, and I was like, oh, finally, I'm back. Um, And it was just wonderful.
0: Tell me, when was the last time you were in Benin?
1: Uh, It was four years ago. And normally I wanted to go this year, and now I'm planning to go next year because I miss it.
0: Do people question you based on how you look when you're in Benin as far as... uh... Where are you from? Yeah, how how was that?
1: In Benin, people that uh, that uh, don't know me often consider don't even consider me as mixed. They consider me as white, and this is hurting. <laughs> this is hurting so much because I have a deep connection to my uh, roots, and when they see me, um, because other mixed people there, uh, of course much darker than me, because, I mean, there's almost no sun in Germany. <laughs> 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 it's not possible. <laughs> but um, when they get to know me, they see that I'm interested, that they see that I have a deep connection with my country, and um, then they see me as, as black. But yeah, it, it's not easy, because, black people are still manipulated by the beauty standard they all always especially in african countries they always want to be lighter they're using creams they they um um, straighten their hair and stuff like this and of course when you are in benin the lighter you are in their eyes the more uh, beautiful you
0: are yeah so i want to you know as we kind of kind of close out Um. I really am interested in how you feel art brings us all together because you have all these Americans who are following you on Instagram and who are buying your work and what does it mean for your artwork to reach so many people here and bring just just black folk, just for black folk to know more about you and... And, and what does that, yeah, what does that mean for you?
1: It means so much to me because um, my art mirrors what I feel, what what is happening inside of me. And oftentimes I'm not even able to communicate this through words because it's very difficult. And with my art, um, I can, put this on a canvas and show it to people and then for example with you when you told me oh this painting means a lot to me because I saw this and that um it's like we are connecting through the painting because we we are feeling the same um through this and this is just everything to me It's not possible to do this for me without
0: my heart. Aisha, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with Black Diplomats. You are one of my favorite artists over there in Marseille. And in the show notes, we're going to have a link to your Instagram and so everybody can go and buy your dope art.
1: Yes, thank you for inviting me. It was very, very nice. (laughs)
0: Thanks for tuning in to Black Diplomats. We especially want to shout out our patrons, Mark Lacey, Ashanti Galar, Joanne Cook, and Catherine Yamayanov. If you like this episode, please become a patron at the link in the episode notes. Also, rate and subscribe to Black Diplomats on your favorite podcast platform. The intro and outro music is brought to you by my fellow Detroiter, Tall Black Guy.